We Turned Out Okay is a show about children and families. You get to see into the mind of a child development expert, and you'll learn tons about kids and why they do what they do. It's for grown-ups, so it's not always G-rated. But it's almost always PG. And we'll let you know when it's PG-13 or higher. Also, you can expect some rabbit holes and detours. But we return to the topic at hand. Besides, rabbits are awesome. What have you got against rabbits? Anyway, sit back, relax, and prepare to learn about how to stay sane while raising your little kids. Enjoy the show! Come on, guys! We turned out okay. The modern parent's guide to old school parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Hello and welcome to We Turned Out Okay. This is episode 254 of the show that helps you change your child's behavior from bad to good, feel happy inside, and truly enjoy the time you spend with your young child. I'm Karen Locke Culp. I have a master's degree in early childhood education, a bachelor's degree in human development and family relations, and years of experience working in a wonderful state-of-the-art preschool program, which really focused on the child and family and the development of the child. And that's in addition to raising my own sons who are, uh, I guess, almost grown. They're 14 and 18. And I bring, I try to bring all that kind of education of mine and, and all my learning to you to help you do the things we said at the top of the show, right? Just get Get the good behavior that means you can have a good relationship with your child and also that means you can feel good inside yourself. You can you can calmly and confidently raise this kid <laughs> or these kids. That's what that's what I want for you. And today is a Your Child Explained episode where we're always trying to get into the mind of our kids and see what's going on in there. And I've been so excited to get to this one. It is something that's that came up a couple of weeks ago in our We Turned Out Okay Facebook group where I did a Magic Words for Parents, which is something that I do every Monday in the, in the group at, at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I, I go live and I just share a really super quick video to help you have some learn some new word or phrase to take into your parenting week. And that particular week, the, the one I wanted to do was about handling stranger anxiety because Thanksgiving was coming up and and it just sparked off some really interesting conversations, both in the Facebook group and then further in the Ninja Parenting community, which is the community that I built to help parents who want to work with me more closely and want to um, sometimes can be really struggling with some aspect of parenting or, or raising their little kids and and needing help um, needing more more help than I can give in 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 the podcast. Um, so. This came up because um, one of our Ninja Parenting community members asked, wait a minute, is it shyness? Is stranger anxiety shyness or is it bad manners? And I just thought, oh, this is something we're going to have to, we got to have a show about this because um, we have, whenever we are interacting with new people, um, likely at some point or other, our kids were shy or maybe even still are shy. And, um, 
or, or feel maybe feel shy. So shy is the wrong word. That's actually one of the one of the I've got 12 ways to handle stranger anxiety today. And so I definitely want to move a little bit quickly through this. But I, I wanted to start off just by making it clear that like, I think shyness is we don't want to we don't want to put a label on our kids about being shy, right? Um, and so it it just there's been some real discussion about this in the we turned out okay universe. Is it shyness or is it bad manners? In fact, I ended up doing a YouTube live about it, and um, I'm embedding that particular YouTube live into this post so that you can. Um, you can watch that as well. And maybe that'll just give you a different perspective on it. But in the meantime, we've got 12 ways to handle stranger anxiety. And the first one, I, I what I did first was I went out and I did some research and I, I typed in stranger anxiety and or help with stranger anxiety. And I found two particular articles that, um, that I will link to in the show notes. And uh, I'm just going to make sure that I write down articles because I don't want to forget and and have you expect you can go there and read more about this and not have it happen. So um, the first one is is from WebMD and they gave, it was very, very basic and small. Um, like this is, it was just really super basic information. So I, I, I thought I'd start with that. But um, what they said was, Give your child time to warm up. Um, they also described like, when does this usually happen? So we see stranger anxiety. We can see it as early as real small babyhood, five, six, seven months. Um, and then it, it, it really peaks right around. Interestingly, it peaks. Now, this is not from WebMD, but this is something that I know from my education. Stranger anxiety peaks right around the time when a kid is really gaining their, their own legs, their independence, their, um, when, right around when they can walk well, when they can start running, when they can run away from you, in other words. That's when stranger anxiety kicks in. And I'm fascinated with that. It, it's, it's our body's way of keeping us with the people who will care for us. I mean, isn't that cool? So, um, so right around say 12 to 18 months is when stranger anxiety really peaks. That is when kids cling uh, to you. They cling to your leg. They, they turn their face into your shoulder. They glare at other people. I described in the Ninja Parenting community how um, I was describing how in one of our live members only calls, uh, I got to tell a story about Jay, my, my little one who just hated uh, when people would look at him at all when he, w- when he was this age. Um, and he would literally glare at people. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, nope, he doesn't want to say hello. (laughs) So, um, and it was right around, say, 18 months, 12, 18, 15, 18 months, up to two years, maybe even for him. Um, and, And I just think that's really compelling to think about. Stranger anxiety peaks right when, uh, they're most likely to start running away from us. Isn't that cool? I I love how the brain works sometimes. Anyway, um, so WebMD suggests, this is way number one, give them time to warm up. In other words, don't, um, don't let them, don't force them out before they're ready, right? To meet somebody new. Um, And then the second way that they give, and this is the second way that I'm offering today, is know your child watches you for cues. So in other words, if you're anxious, if you're feeling some trepidation at meeting a new person, um, they won't 
kids won't understand why you feel like you do, but they'll feel it. They'll, they'll, they're very intuitive. They know our emotions. Sometimes they know them better than we know them. And, um, in, in this case, I think that really comes out as if you're hesitant, even subconsciously about meeting somebody, say you've got, um, I don't know, say you've got an uncle that you're meeting at a, at a holiday gathering and, and, uh, they, I, I mean, I don't, I didn't have this when I was a kid, but say you've got, I don't know, say somebody in your life that you're meeting with your child did a lot of, um, I don't know, calling out of uncomfortable truths when, um, you know, or, or deliberately trying to hurt people, uh, once they've sort of had a few too many at a family gathering. And so now you are introducing that person to your child and you're like, Oh, I really don't want them to have to even know this person. But yet here we are at this family gathering. So fine, we can, you know, I'll introduce kids don't know why you're feeling that, but they feel it. So, um, so know that your child watches you for cues and, and pay, close attention to the cues that you give to your child. Um, they pay close attention to what your, what your body language says, what your expression says. Your kids are lo- always looking to all those things. So if you don't like somebody deep down, they're going to feel that way about that person too. Again, they won't know why, <laughs> but they will. So that is number two. Uh, number three is, and this, so now I'm moving on to an, an article from, I'm going to, I want to get this right. It's from raising children dot. Oh my goodness. Hold on. Raising children dot net dot au. I wanted to make absolutely sure I got that right. I'm going to link to the article um, in here, but I just want to write raising children. Please bear with me so that I get this right for you. Dot net dot au this is an organization in australia that's what the dot au means and um not that you didn't know that you i'm sure you already knew that but like so i had never i'd seen dot ca for canada but i'd never seen dot au so i thought that was kind of cool anyway um raisingchildren.net.au has an essay or an article with a hundred, not maybe not a hundred, but a whole lot of great ways to help your child come through stranger anxiety. And some of them, I am going to just tell about what they shared, but then I'm also going to, um, I've got some things I want to add on. So I will, I will get into that after the break. Um, so in any, in any case, the first several things that they talk about are, uh, number one, hold hands for security and their word was security. So communicate to your child that you can, they can hold hands with you if they're feeling nervous. Um, super easy. I mean, just everything we're trying to do is make our child feel safer in approaching somebody new. They don't know who this person is. Is this person a threat? They have no idea. (laughs) Even if you're communicating that they're not a threat, um, you know, and that you're genuinely enthusiastic and excited to introduce them, it's still hard for your child. So offering uh, the hand for security is is a great way to um, communicate you're safe, like this is okay and you're safe. And then the fourth way is theirs as well. It is bring or give your child a comfort item. So like, do they have a special favorite stuffed animal that you can make sure... Um, you bring with you if you're going to somebody else's house. I I really wanted to get this out here in the lead up to the holidays because, um, well, like I said, it really resonated in the, in the, we turned out okay, Facebook group, and then in the ninja parenting community. And I just wanted to, um, uh, get you this information before the holidays really 
you know, before you get slammed. Um, it's possible. It's it's early. I feel like for for Hanukkah, this this is airing um, for the first time on December the fourth. So hopefully Hanukkah hasn't started yet because um, I want you to have it for all of your everything: the Christmas, the Kwanzaa, the Han- Hanukkah, the New Year's, everything that is going to be coming up. That's going to be out of routine and potentially fraught. So so um, yes. Yeah, so bring. Remember to bring or give your child if you're at home. Go get their safety blanket. Go get my brother. My youngest brother had a baseball cap. That was his his comfort object um, when he was growing up, and uh, so you know whatever that is, and, and if 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 their own isn't available, um, like at when we used to always go to when my kids were little, and we would go to Grandma Culp's house for Passover or or a, a, a holiday like that. Um, well, first of all, we we pretty well always remembered uh, Jay's comfort objects. He was the one who really relied on these when he was small. And, um, but sometimes that wasn't what he wanted to be holding when he introduced himself to people. He, there, there are some uh, stuffed animals that are still there. Uh, One of our Ninja Parenting community members calls them stuffed friends, which I just think is the cutest way to refer to this. So, so he would bring his own stuffed friends from up here, but then, uh, there, there are three specific stuffed friends that remain in Connecticut to this day. Um, even though he's 14, they, I love this. They still come out. Like he still will, um, will sort of be like, Oh yeah, check it out. Here's so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. So, um, I can't remember their names. My son knows all their names and he's given them all backstories and personalities and everything, but I can't always remember. One of them I believe is a cow called Milky Moo. So there's one. <laughs> So yeah, get if you if you don't have your child's comfort object with you, maybe there's a Milky Moo available for you at um, at whatever gathering you are at. So that's number four. Um, number five, and I in this I want to establish a term that I came up with, um, which is friends not yet met, because this article particularly refers to these people as strangers, quote strangers, which is fine, but. Um, I prefer to think of strangers as friends I haven't met yet. So I'm calling them in this for the remainder of today, I'm going to call them friends not yet met, but I'm going to abbreviate it if I, cause it just felt like this is a good time for, I don't know, some kind of acronym. So the acronym I found was F N Y M friends not yet met F N Y M. And we'll see how, we'll see how far I can, you know, get away with that. But um, I love coming up with goofy stuff like that. So anyway, what you want to do is you want to ask the FNYM that your child is meeting for the first time to give them, to give your child time. So you want to be able to say, um, you know, oh, my child just needs a little bit of time to get comfortable, right? With you, a friend that she has not yet met. So um, so that is, that is uh, way number five to handle stranger anxiety. Way number six, also from the same article is, take it slow. Um, know that you're, it's probably going to take your child a lot longer to warm up than it would, than you think it might, it might take your child a lot longer to warm up than you think it might. Um, I remember working with a coaching client one time and, um, immediately when I walked in the door, I got a huge hug from their four-year-old and both the parents looked at each other and they were like, oh my gosh, like he never warms up that quickly. He never does that. Um, you know, usually it takes kids a long time to, to be comfortable. Um, 
Like they, they were joking that, you know, we're lucky if we can get them to warm up to somebody by the time they leave. And sometimes it may take that long. It's, it's just helping the, the, the F Y, sorry, the F N Y M, the friend not yet met that it could take a while. I think that's really important, especially if it's somebody that really wants to, um, connect with your, with your young child, right? Sometimes there are people who, who held them when they were just born. If it's a, if it's an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent or a dear friend of yours, but that lives somewhere else. And now they haven't seen them for a couple of years. And they're like, but I remember when you were, you know, when I could just hold you in my, in the palm of my hand kind of a thing. And your, your child isn't going to care about that at all. Um, so just help, help the, the F N Y M that help them understand that this is a thing that is, um, it could take a while. It could take a little while. So, so I have got six more ways for you to handle stranger anxiety, including we will get more into the debate about is it shyness or is it bad manners just after the break. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the break for episode 254 of We Turned Out Okay. Heads up, I want to give a heads up right at the beginning of this break because during the second half, it becomes a little PG-13 for a a little while. Um, At the beginning of the show now for the last few episodes, we have had 21-time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, Benjamin Culp, doing this uh, introduction. And I'm so excited because people are sharing that they're really, they're really enjoying it. They like hearing his voice. But one of the things that he says in that is, um, first of all, let me just say how grateful I am to him for doing it, because um, I love it too. I love hearing his voice. And, and uh, that, that, that introduction communicates some really important things about this show. And one of the things he says is that it's the show isn't a G-rated show because we don't, uh, we're not for kids, right? It's PG show. And if it's going to be PG-13 or higher, we'll let you know. Well, this is me letting you know <laughs> that in the second half of this episode, I dig into something that it's not about swearing or something like that, but it's definitely, we talk about something that I think your kids aren't, you're not going to want them to hear about. And it's when I was um, sexually uh, abused at age seven. So, um, put on some headphones or go for a walk or only listen to this when you're driving in your car without your children, (laughs) something like that. Um, I, 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 it really means a lot to me that you listen. And for the most part, it's great that you can listen around the kiddos, but this is definitely not one that you want them to hear, I think. So, um, so go find some headphones and, um, come right back. And okay, so so the rest of the break stuff is usually um, announcements and program notes and stuff like that. So uh, the first thing I want to say is that Magic Words for Parents, the the series that I've been doing in Facebook now for probably six months or so, on on in the We Turned Out Okay Facebook group, this week's topic was settling kids down at crazy times of year, like this time of year. <laughs> so um, you can go to weturnedoutokay.com. No, sorry. You can go to facebook.com slash weturnedoutokay, and that will get you to the Facebook page if you are not yet a member of the group. And then you can, you can, there's a button there for you to click and you can, you can uh, ask to be a member and I will let you in. And then you can have this Magic Words for Parents video. Usually they're five or less minutes long. They are super quick. I just want to give you some magic words to take into specific 
like situations. We've now got six months worth of these situations. And yesterday's, because I do them every Monday live at 1030 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, yesterday's was settling kids down at crazy times of year. So you've got that to look forward to. Um, this this YouTube that I, uh, every, every week I embed a YouTube live that I have done into this post. And this week's is, I want to make sure I'm right about this. Yeah. Okay. This week's is my child is anxious around new people is the subject, uh, in the, in the YouTube live that I did, um, that's embedded in this post. So, uh, if you want to find that and watch it and, and figure out how to help your child be less anxious around new people, um, you can go to we turned out okay.com slash two fifty four. And this is this actually, as I'm just remembering, this particular episode, which I recorded a few weeks ago, is about twelve ways that you can handle uh your child's anxiety. And it's really anxiety around meeting new people that we're talking about. Um, the the title is Is It Shyness or Bad Manners? And now I'm remembering I did this YouTube live a few weeks ago, but I wanted to make sure that I embedded it in this particular post. So you've got all this information, the YouTube lives and the magic words for parents that I just talked about. Generally speaking, they're shorter in duration. The podcast is a long form. It's your chance to really I want you to hear the thinking of a child development expert, which is why this show is the way it is. And um, the YouTube live that I'm embedding is going to be something that's a little bit uh, a quicker takeaway for you. Um, so so maybe you'll get a lot of benefit out of listening to the long form and then watching a, a, a faster sort of quickie um, it's not, I mean, it's relatively quick. It's not a 45 minute show. You know, it's like maybe a 10 minute video. So, uh, you can, you can go check that out at the website. Um, and then the, the big, the really big, super exciting thing that I want to bring up today is that the new book is live. It's live in Amazon, you know, God willing and the Creek don't rise. It's actually, (laughs) it's not live as I'm recording this yet, but it is screechingly close. It's so close. And, um, for you on Tuesday, December the 4th, it is officially out. Um, members of the Ninja Parenting community are getting this book, uh, sent in hard copy to their homes. Um, everybody else, you can get it, uh, in ebook form and in print form at amazon.com. Um, actually, the place that I would go is weturnedoutokay.com slash books. So you can find out more about it. But I just wanted to read a little something that one of our past guests, um, a, a returning champion, KJ Delantonia, has said about my book, which is called 10 Secrets Happy Parents Know. This is what KJ says about it. She says, if your house is chaos, if you've lost control, if the lunatics, AK toddlers are in charge of the asylum, this is the book that will grant you the permission and the tools to take your family life back and then help you enjoy it. And I can't tell you how, uh, grateful I was when I read those words of KJ's. She has uh, just published a really successful book called how to be a happier parent. Um, I will link to her episode on that, on that book in the show notes because she was on the show to talk about it last August when it launched. Um, I'm just going to take a moment to write that down. KJ. Okay. Um, and she, I mean, she's, she's just a really well-known, um, an incredibly generous person. Uh, she and Jessica Leahy have 
a, a wonderful podcast called Hashtag Am Writing and a great Facebook group called Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Am Writing Facebook group. And I've just gotten so much support uh, from the two of them, from KJ and Jess themselves, uh, who've actually both been on the show. And um, from this Facebook group, I mean, it's just, I can't tell you how how helpful it is if you're writing a book to have other people around who kind of know the struggle and who... Um, who get it, you know what I mean? And, uh, and then that KJ would take the time to read my book <laughs> and, and, and send out these wonderful words about it. Um, I just, I'm so, so grateful. And as I am grateful to everybody who is helping with the launch of this book, uh, many people have volunteered to share about it on the day it comes out. Um, uh, it's just, I don't know. I just, I've, I've got other praise from, from other people and, um, God, I just feel so lucky. <laughs> so thank you um, for being a part of this launch, everybody who is. And you can be a part of it by going to weturnedoutok.com slash book. Uh, the last thing about the book that I want to mention is I'm doing a Facebook Live Ask Me Anything on Wednesday, December the 12th, just one week from tomorrow, if you're listening live, um, at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm giving away print copies of the book during the Facebook live, ask me anything. So, so mark your calendars, come and do that. Um, I, I can't wait to see you there. I, I'm, what I'm doing is it ask me anything is where you basically, you can ask me anything about parenting, about the book, about the publishing process, anything you want to know about, uh, I'm happy to share. And, uh, that'll be on the, we turned out okay. Facebook page on December the 12th at 2 PM. So that's, I think all I've got to say about that. Um, this is a, as I said before, this is a long form podcast. If you need something really super quick to help you either with handling temper tantrums or with handling potty training, even under pressure, I offer a, a, a concise free guide for each of those things, a video and a checklist that, you you know, it'll take you 20 minutes really to sort of go through the video and and, and read the checklist. And then you have really powerful tools for helping handle every temper tantrum, or if you need help with the other thing, uh, with handling potty training, even under pressure, even with the toughest potty training child, <laughs> I help people with this every day. And, um, and those are, those are places where you can get super quick, um, advice that you can put into practice right away. So, uh, listen to the podcast for the long form insights and, and looking into the mind of a child development expert and check out these free guides if you haven't already, um, by going to we turned out okay.com and then checking out like there's a, there are, uh, there's links, there's pictures where you can click and get these free guides. I've, I've tried to make it really clear <laughs> about, um, how you can get the free guides. The other thing you can do for all of this is you can go to we turned out okay.com slash two fifty four. That's where you'll see the embed of the, um, my child is anxious around new people. That's where you can get a link to the We Turned Out Okay Facebook group. That's where you can get a link to each of these free guides. And um, in fact, I think because I was a super, super smarty pants, the free guides are available right in the show notes. Like you can click the links to each of, each of these guides, whichever one you need in the show notes of this episode, right in your phone. So, um, so all that I think is hopefully going to be helpful getting you some concise advice that you can put into practice immediately and feel so much better about those things right away. So, okay, that's it for this break. Thank you so much for sharing this episode. If you find it um, useful, if you want to share it with a friend or post it out into social media, which is kind of word of mouth, mouth these days, um, 
And if you find me in Twitter at we turned out okay, or in Instagram at we turned out okay, I will, um, you know, give me a shout out and I will shout out back. All right. Um, yeah. So thank you for sharing so, so much. Thank you very much for subscribing to the podcast. Um, because when you do that, you can get things like bonus episodes that will show up right in your feed. And also thank you so much for your reviews. They really guide this show. Um, the reason that we have this intro actually, that Ben's new intro is because, um, I, I was getting some feedback that needed people were frustrated because it was such a long form show. And they were like, why can't I just get a quick thing? And so what we've tried to do is share that, like, you know, this is, this is the kind of show this is. And then I can say to people, um, if you want something concise, go to the website and you can find that stuff there. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much again for those positive reviews and for sharing and for subscribing, um, and for checking out the new book, which is out today. My gosh, after so much time, I'm so excited. All right, here we go. Back to the show. Bye. Here you go. Okay, so thinking about just want to quickly review the first six ways they were, they were number one, give your child time to warm up. You give your child time to warm up, right? Um, Number two, know your child watches you for cues. Number three, hold your child's hand if they want that for security. Number four, bring or give your child a comfort item and, and, you know, name that child Milky Moo. That's what, that's what I would do, especially if they're a cow. Uh, number five, ask friends not yet met to give your child time. And then number six, let them know that you're going to take it slow. Like just, just make sure that this process, you allow it to spool out over some time. Um, and I just need to write down one quick thing. There we go. Okay. Uh, so I've got some things, this is, I guess this is, it's practical, but it's also mindset for this, for this half of the show. So, uh, ways seven through 12 have to do with the things that we will either say or not say as we are introducing our kids to friends that they haven't yet met. Um, and number seven is, um, say my child is learning to be around new people. Okay. So that is, you want to, you want to frame it in that way. Um, my child is learning, is learning to be around new people, um, and help that, that gives your child the message that it's okay for them to, um, to be uncomfortable or, or, you know, it's okay for them to, to be reticent. I think that's the word, not uncomfortable, but just, um, it's okay for them to feel this stranger anxiety. In fact, I mean, it's more than okay. It's like a biological imperative if you think about it. Um, and, and it, it can still continue to be that even for older kids. Um, some kids are just slower to warm up. Uh, some kids may have reasons that you will never know, but they just don't take to a person. And, and that's okay. Like, um, it's okay for our kids to, to have different preferences than us, I guess. Um, we can't do anything about it anyway. I mean, if we push it, we're only going to make it worse, right? So, um, so just communicating to everybody, particularly the friend not yet met, but also your child, help them all know, you know, my child is just learning how to be around new people. That way, it's it's a learn like no one no one faults someone for being uh, uneducated, right? For for having to go through this learning process, and that's what this is all about: making everybody feel comfortable because it's a learning process. Uh, number eight is do not say. I actually have that underlined. 
Do not say my child is anxious or my child is shy. Um, Those are dangerous words because you're ascribing a role to your child that A, they may not feel and it could just be legitimately they're reticent or or maybe they're not anxious or shy. Maybe they're uncomfortable. They don't want to meet um, any new people. Maybe the vibe that, that they're getting from this new person isn't one that they love. I mean, there's a whole bunch of reasons uh, why a child would not want to meet someone or would not want to shake hands or smile or or sort of do what, what we would expect in this moment, right? Um but don't say, oh, they're just anxious or shy. Like, don't dismiss your child's feelings or ignore your child's feelings. I think these are like, we don't want our kids. That's actually, uh, that is number nine. Don't dismiss your child's feelings. Don't ignore your child's feelings. Because what we're all we're doing is we're making them second guess their own instincts. And these, believe me, these are super de duper important instincts. Your inst- your child's instincts about uh, people that they haven't met are, um, it's all well and good to call them friends not yet met. But um, what if, what if that person, I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't want to upset you <laughs> by bringing this up. But what if somebody that you know, doesn't have good intentions for your child? Um, I myself was, was uh, sexually abused as a seven-year-old child by someone who was an, a distant relative who was staying in our home. And um, he manipulated me into um, some unspeakable acts. And that is not the um, the subject of today's show. I have done an episode on that. You know, it's funny. I've done an episode on it, but I haven't been able to find it. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to link to, uh, instead of linking to a, a particular episode, I'm actually going to link to my first book, which is called Positive Discipline Ninja Tactics, because there's a whole chapter in there about helping kids deal with things, you know, when things go wrong. Um and I, I share that story in Positive Discipline Ninja Tactics in that chapter. So um, you can you can uh, read more. You can read Positive Discipline Ninja Tact- Tactics to uh, understand how to help your child through um, you know, when, th- when things go wrong. But I, but I bring it up today because um, I, I know I've done an episode of the show on it. Uh, and I just can't remember... I haven't been able to find it. I haven't been able to go back and find it. So um, anyway, uh, not everyone has good intentions for your young child. And I believe that that's part of the reason that, 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 you know, that we don't want to stop our kids' um, instincts. We don't want to stop our kids from, from really utilizing their instincts. Um, If they've got if they've, if they've got, if their feelings are going against smiling or meeting somebody, you know, in a, in a way that we think of as good manners, um, I would ask you to, to, uh, in the moment, allow that, like, don't dismiss it. Don't ignore your child's feelings and say, oh, they're just feeling shy. Um, or, or, or harass them into, come on, come on over and say hello. Can't you just shake hands? I mean, 
um, maybe your child has a really good reason for not wanting to do that. One of the most excruciating things for me was when I was 12 and I had learned my good manners. Um, that was the next time that I saw this person who had abused me when I was seven. And I knew that I was going to have to stand in this line. This, it was basically a receiving line. I was going to have to stand in this receiving line and I was going to have to go up to the, you know, go to this person, have them shake my hand, give me a hug. It was excruciating. I I can't tell you how awful that was for me. And, um, I did it because that's what you're supposed to do. But um, I certainly, I, I stared daggers through him as, as I was doing it. I, I was, and then I was so overcome that this was in um, a house, actually. It was like a big party, but in a house. And I went and found a, an empty room and I hid at 12 years old. So like, I'm, you know, not a small kid anymore, right? I went and hid behind a sofa in another room and I stayed there until my brother came and found me and brought me back to the party. I mean, um, we have these, we have these instincts, right? And we have these feelings and I'm going to ask you not to dismiss them uh, or, or, or ignore your child's instincts. Um, But instead to think on like, maybe there's a really good reason why they are feeling shy. And it, maybe it's a general good reason. Maybe the person that you're introducing them to right now has perfectly good intentions. Um, but maybe they've been, they've been uh, burned in the past. Even if they're really small, they could still have been burned in the past. You know, um, this, that happened to me when I was seven. And I just, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this one. Um, and I don't want to make you be frightened. I think what I want to do is, help you understand that um, you'll be helping your child feel safe by honoring their feelings and not forcing them into uh, a social situation that they don't want to be in. Um, and when they're, when they're seven, eight, nine years old, even um, I still think that is, that is more than okay. I think we can, we can change our expectations a little bit once our kids are sort of heading towards adolescence. Can you imagine if I was 12 and I was, you know, sort of petulantly refusing to meet this person? I would have had to explain why. Like, um, I think that uh, when they're small, and, and I think of as, say, 10 and under as still as small, um, I think it's less about shyness and more, I mean, less about good manners and more about, I wouldn't even say shyness. Like I called this episode, is it shyness or is it bad manners? So uh, maybe this is a good place to have this kind of conversation right here at, at uh, way number nine. Um, When our kids are getting older, as they're heading towards adolescence, um, they have already sort of grown and, and developed along with you for 10 or 11 years. Right. And so they, um, they are much more, they, they, in adolescence, they turn much more, their consciousness turns outward and suddenly they are realizing that there are like, they exist in a social continuum that's a lot bigger than they thought it was, than they ever knew it was. Their universe basically kind of expands. And that's a really good time to start um, helping your child see the consequences of their actions if they uh, if they sneer at somebody, if they uh, refuse to shake hands or smile, um, and it and it's it is really bad manners in in that instance. Um, I think it's you're going to have much more uh, 
luck working with a kid who is heading towards adolescence to help them understand all that. And, and, and that's really, again, it's, it's because, um, of where their brain development is their their brains are looking outwards now and, um, and understanding that they exist in a big social continuum. And they're going to actually want to, um, emulate you. They're going to want to sort of do what you do in the sense of like, cause they, by that time they will have been through, you know, 10 years worth of, um, of Christmases or Hanukkahs or Thanksgivings or birthday gatherings or parties or whatever weddings. And they're, they're going to know how this works and they're going to want to try it out for themselves. Um, and I think that's really important to know too. Like the, these first, this first sort of decade or so of life is really, um, they're still little kids. You know, they, they have the mindset of a, of a, of, of a child, um, and not an adolescent yet. And so that's why I think, um, we can say, oh, my child is still learning to meet new people, even up until they're 10 years old. Because, um, and again, I, I, it's not about shyness so much because shy people can be shy, but it isn't always, the reason your child doesn't want to meet someone isn't necessarily shyness. It might be anxiety or it might be, um, just, I don't know, their, their, uh, internal, um, compass is pushing them away from that, right? It doesn't have to be shyness is a particular quality that not everybody shares, even if people are anxious around strangers or, or don't want to meet new people. Right. So, um, so as I, while I call this episode, is it shyness or is it bad manners? I, I think I was using shyness, um, as it had been used in the ninja parenting community. And that's really as a sort of, um, blanket for, what is stranger anxiety, right? It is, um, it's a shyness around strangers. And uh, I do think it's a bigger umbrella than that, though. I guess when I, you know, blanket, what I'm really thinking of is umbrella. It's like a, it's like a continuum of behaviors that um, we tend to think of as shyness, but shyness is only one of those behaviors. The rest of them are, are different. So um, yeah, so, so number nine, don't dismiss your child's feelings or ignore them. I think, I don't know, the last five minutes or so, I hope have, have enlightened you on, on, on how crucial I think this is. And I hope, um, I wanted to also use this number nine to give you an idea of how long it is okay to consider your child's uh, stranger anxiety. Like, you know, once they're sort of, once they're developing that consciousness um, socially, they're, they're going to be looking outwards and, and, and uh, much more inclined, especially if it's not pushed on them to, uh, to be friendly with strangers, to shake hands, to, to emulate you. And, um, and that's good. And then, you know, then they'll have years of connections with these people, hopefully. And, and that's also really, really good, right? So that's number nine. Number 10 is don't worry. Hold on. Number 10. Don't worry about the friend you haven't met yet's feelings. So don't worry about, uh, this new person's feelings. Um, like they can take it. <laughs> if it's, if it's, I don't know, a, a, a long time friend, like I was describing before, who hasn't seen your child in a really long time, but held them when they were a baby or something like that. Um, if their feelings are hurt by your child's um, inability to over, you know, to sort of overcome their stranger anxiety and do the socially correct things that, that we, you know, we would hope that they would do. Um, 
you're that that friend that that your child hasn't met yet their their feelings are are going to be fine like they're going to be okay even if your child uh doesn't feel comfortable yet engaging with them and i think that's really really important the person to focus here is not the friend not yet met okay so that's number 10 number 11 is model for your child so um modeling this this good behavior for your child of how you meet a, a, a quote stranger a friend not yet met um, so if they see you being introduced to new people I think that's really a good way to show them how how we do this um, we have a friend who um, we have a friend who is one of the most gregarious people that I know I mean he his name's Brian he will talk to anyone and and just so happily um there's a this is a little bit of a story so um but i i absolutely love it one time uh we have at a we were at a high school reunion so this is my last high school reunion and um we've got a friend named dan and dan is married to a uh, a woman from i believe sweden i'm pretty sure it's sweden and dan's wife drives a, a a lime green Volkswagen bug uh, with a Swedish flag on the, you know, on the somewhere on it, on the bumper sticker or something like that. It's either a bumper sticker or a window, window sticker. And whenever Dan drives this car, he always feels a little bit like, oh, like people will say to he'll be pumping gas and people will be like, you know, nice car kind of a thing. Like, like it's not a, 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 a typically sort of masculine car is how our friend Dan had framed it. And um, our friend Brian, I bring Dan up because our friend Brian, he's, he's a very masculine guy. He's a firefighter. He's, he's got the lowest, you know, kind of scratchiest voice. He, um, he's just very big personality and very like, uh, almost gruff. And uh, just, I mean, he's just wonderful. Like he's such a great person to to know. And I'm, I'm super glad that I've, I've known him for, I've known him for like half my life now. Uh, Cause he's been married to one of my best friends for a really, really long time. Anyway, he's super fun. And, um, but he does, he's got this like very big personality. He drives a gigantic truck. He's a snow plower. He's, you know, a big gruff voice, all that kind of stuff. And um, I'm bringing him up because when we when he and Dan met for the first time at this reunion, they just had not happened to meet before. Um, Brian says to him, Hey, I'm Brian, nice to meet you. And he, you know, he starts asking him questions. And um, because that's how Brian meets people. He 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 immediately gets interested in like, who are you? And what do you like in your life? You know what I mean? And so he's he, uh, he starts doing that with Dan. And Dan says, Wait a minute, I'm gonna stop you because I know you. <laughs> and Brian says, Oh, really? And Dan says, Yeah. Um, one time, you know, a couple of years ago or whatever, uh, I was pumping gas in my wife's tiny lime colored VW bug with the Swedish bumper sticker or window cling on the back. And um, this guy drove up in a big truck and he gets out and he's pumping gas at the next station and he's looking over my car and he's looking at me and I'm thinking, oh God, here's another jerk who's going to say something, you know, obnoxious about my not very masculine car and it was you and what you said was sweden huh <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> so i feel like that's the way to meet people you know what i mean um and and if we can model how to meet someone and we can model how to um you know how to be more interested in them than 
be interesting for them if we can if we can sort of demonstrate how do we make people feel at ease um our kids will learn that and they will be good at that too and the other reason i bring up brian is because i did not get to see his son plays football and they made it to the uh the super bowl the like state finals this year in massachusetts and um a friend of ours went to see that game and texted to us and, and what she said was um uh, uh, you know, the, the, their team wins. So, so in other words, Brian's child's team wins the Super Bowl. This kid is 14. He's the same age as my little guy. Brian's child's team wins the Super Bowl. Everybody is celebrating and high-fiving and celebrating and whooping it up and everything like that. D- victory dances, etc. Except for one kid, Brian's child, who is um, slapping the backs of and shaking the hands of the people on the other team, trying to, you know, offer friendly condolences because that's the kind of, that's the modeling he has had. Like you don't win everything, but what you do is you be a a gregarious and conscientious winner. (laughs) I mean, isn't that anyway? So I'm, I'm actually really glad I got to share that little story. Um, that was quite an aside, but I hope it shows my point, which is that we want to model for our kids, uh, how to be, how to meet people, how to, how to introduce ourselves and, and how to meet friends that we haven't yet met. So, so that's number uh, 11. I wrote, I actually wrote number 10 next to number 11. So there we go. And number 12 is, um, getting back to some of the ones we've talked about before, uh, number 12 is take, I, I want you to think about this as you're meeting new kid, new people and your, your child is meeting new people. Take your cues, not from the outside world, but from your child, take your cues from your child. So uh, if your child is completely not interested in meeting that new person, make that be okay. That's absolutely fine. It's, it's, everybody takes their own time to warm up is, is the kind of image that we want to try and project. Uh, And for all of the reasons that we've already been talking about, right. But I just wanted to um, highlight this as the last one, because I, it's what I want to leave you with. Um, and I want to read a quote from, I've read this quote, I think in probably every single show, uh, for the last several shows since I interviewed this woman, um, I got to interview Dr. Laura Markham of AHA Parenting a few weeks ago, and her ep- episode will be out next week. So you will hear her in her, our conversation just a week from today. Um, and somewhere Early on in the conversation, Dr. Laura says the following, and I really, it has just resonated with me so much. She says, um, she says, I won't, I'm going to paraphrase this part, but she basically said, I already had a a clinical degree uh, in psychology. I already had a, a PhD in clinical psychology when I had had my first son. And it was only after having him that I learned I'm not, I cannot take my cues. This is the quote not taking my cues from the outside world. I needed to take my cues from my child, from my new son. And so that's what I'm asking you to do here. Uh, Instead of turning to the new person and saying, oh, my child's just shy or dismissing that or ignoring that, really honor your child. Take your cues from your son or daughter and not this new person whose feelings are going to get over not, you know, not being introduced in the way that they might have been hoping. Um, it's got to be about your young child. It's, it's just got, and I'm saying young child, but I mean a, a child, say 10 and under, um, really of any age. But I think of this age is when we can expect that we might get some, some reluctance and some reticence. And we need to honor that. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so take your cues from your child and not from the outside world, not from the outside environment. And um, that is, that's all I, I think that's all I need to say today. (laughs) Um, I'm wishing you a wonderful uh, December. We've got episodes coming up every week as usual in December. So we're always going to try to have something that will be really helpful for you as you are getting through these Uh, last weeks of the year. Sometimes I think of them as getting through them. And sometimes I think of them with more enthusiasm than that. Um, I hope that you are thinking of them with more enthusiasm and less about, you know, the trepidation. Um, I, I, I remember that when the kids were small, that time could be pretty fraught, you know, there's a lot to do and there's a lot to think about. And, um, I just hope for you that, that, you do find some joy in it and uh, maybe even a lot of joy in it and that you can connect with people. And now you have 12 ways to handle it when you're trying to connect with people and your child is reluctant. So, um, so I hope that helps. Uh, thank you so, so much for listening all the way to the end here. This is wonderful. And I, I really, really appreciate it. It means that I'm doing something that matters to you and that matters to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I also have a special thanks to our producer, the man who was quite a, 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 a stranger anxious kid himself, you know what I mean? And um, fortunately, he's he had great models. And um, he is now a, a perhaps introverted, but not shy uh, adult, I, I guess we'd have to let him decide for himself. But I, I'm so grateful to him for being a great model for how to meet new people for our for our sons. And he is the 21 time winner of the husband of the year award, Benjamin Culp. And uh, finally, thanks again to you for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to We Turned Out Okay. I want to date to Australia. Find us on the web at weturnedoutok.com, where you'll find show notes and more. What do you call cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. And remember, we only go around once. To be the best parents we can be, let's relax and enjoy the ride. I want to pee in the woods. Theater, 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 theater,